Originally working to assist and support families and youth residing in day and weekly rate motels on West Colfax, the Colfax Community Network has transitioned its work to East Colfax in Aurora. They continue to work to provide resources to ease the financial and emotional burdens for families and individuals while encouraging stability. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Mile High Behavioral Health Care, in addition to their work offering individuals hope on their journey to recovery, also serves as an umbrella to other organizations. Among them are the Comitus Crisis Center and the COFAX Community Network. The staff and volunteers of the COFAX Community Network invest their time and energy into community youth to inspire them to learn and lead. The COFAX Community Network itself is led by Ms. Rochelle Nadeau. So COFAX Community Network, um, our primary focus is um, people experiencing some level of homelessness. Um, we work with um, doing outreach to the hotels and motels and working with families to help them to get self-sustained. We also work with Aurora Public School System in a program called McKinney Vento, which is for um, young children ages 5 to 12. And we actually run an aftercare program for them as well as a summer program. And while they're here with us, they um, are fed a full breakfast, a full lunch, and they take snacks home during the summer program. And then during the school year, they come in and they come to school aftercare and they get a full dinner and snacks before they go home. So we make sure that they're getting nutritious meals to the best of our ability. And then our primary focus is um, the foundation of it is um, literacy. So our children use a program called EPIC. It's electronic, and right now in the last year, they have read over 695 books. 695 books? Wow. Yes, 695 books. Um, And then in this last year, in March, um, we actually did a ribbon cutting. We now have a state-of-the-art STEM lab. So they have access to a tinker space where they can use lots of different recyclables and materials to tinker. And then they have access to a heat press so they can make T-shirts, mugs, plates, hats, all sorts of different items. And then they have a 3D printer as well so they can do 3D printing. And one of our main projects that we've been working on is teaching the children sewing. So starting with hand sewing, because that's a life skill that they need to have, and then learning how to actually use sewing machines. So they have access to two brand-new sewing machines that both sew and quilt. So as they begin to learn and develop up to higher levels with sewing, we'll move on to more difficult items, um, hoping to be able to teach them how to you know, sew bags or sew clothing, yeah, sure. different things like that. Um, We really focus on independence and social-emotional skills for our school-age program. So they wash their own dishes. They serve themselves their own meals. In fact, they even cook some of the meals. And then we just make sure that they really are able to manage social skills as well, because a lot of our children have missed the early years of social-emotional development. And that's a really important piece for success. One of the things I wanted to ask you is that we've seen a lot of um, 
Negative impacts, sidebar negative impacts from COVID-19. I guess one of them was last year when people were losing jobs. And I guess a lot of families were really negatively impacted and probably came to your organization looking for services and support. Did you see that? Uh, we here? did. We did. And so a couple different things that we did. One of the primary things we did in our school program is we actually opened our doors to in-person learning for a set of students, 10 students that were with us for the entire time. And they did their distance learning here as well as, again, we fed them breakfast, we fed them lunch, we fed them dinner. We did biweekly food boxes for them so that they had meals at home. But in addition to our school program, we run a food bank. So we have the pantry on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we saw a significant increase in the need for more food. So we spent a lot of time really rebuilding our food pantry to the point now where they can get um, fresh meat. We get it from a butcher, Sam's Meat, that is in Aurora. And so they get fresh meat, fresh fruits and vegetables, um, definitely non-perishable items as well. But we make sure that they get, that our community is able to get that. Again, we continue to do, especially during the summer, those bi-weekly food boxes that go to the families, but the families can also call and say, hey, I'm running short on food or my food stamps didn't come through, and we'll pack up and deliver um, food to them as well. We've also done a lot with supporting with um, people that were affected by COVID so that they didn't lose their, their living place. So funding from the city of Aurora that we were able to tap into and provide, um, you know, back rent so they didn't get evicted, things like that, or people having to move into something smaller. We support with down payment and first month uh, rent, and we were even able to extend some of that for even a year of rental assistance. So um, huge, huge opportunity to support our community. And we see all walks of life here. So we have people in the community that they're either – they may have a disability, they may be retired, so all walks of life, but we do get a significantly high homeless population here as well. And we've doubled in, since I've been here, I've been here a year and a half, and we've doubled. I mean, we actually have to get a new phone system because we're getting around 100 to 150 calls a day. Are you expecting that to increase even more when the... uh... Uh, when the eviction moratorium expires? Absolutely. I I would say that we will um, definitely see a huge surge in addition to what we're already seeing. And I have a, so in my office, my staff is small. Uh, We have myself, which is the deputy director. I have a case manager who does housing and um, employment and those types of things. And I have a family community advocate, and she's the lead teacher to my school age program. And then I have a support teacher that supports her. But yeah, we're we're just anticipating it right now that it's gonna it's gonna get it's so, gonna get even even more. So helping severe. so helping people with housing and um, interdicting food insecurity are two of the biggest things the Colfax the Colfax Community Network works on these days. 
and our children's program, which yeah. is the which is the heart of our program, is ensuring that young children have the opportunities to be successful in addition to supporting them with their basic needs. Do they ask you about, well, you know, um, should I go back to work and how should I go back to work safely or should I just stay here uh, with the kids because I don't know if they're going to be in school or not because that's going to go back and forth as well. Trying to come up with perspectives for them and and which direction to go has got to be a challenge for you. I mean, there's so many different things that we um, approach working with the clients that we work with. I mean, you know, last year it was all about, are my kids going to be safe? What happens if I get sick? You know, how am I going to continue to get food? I lost my job. I'm going to lose everything, things like that. But we have families that come in so many different situations. Um, We have families that have been living in a motel for four, five, six months, and they're, they can't do that anymore. They, they, it's bad. It's not safe. You know, they're seeing a lot of the other disparities that are out there on the street, and we're on East Colfax, so yeah, not sure. the, the, the best area to be. Yeah, it can be, it, it can be challenging on East Colfax, that's for sure, but it was challenging on West Colfax, too, when the network was born. Exactly. And and for us, I mean, we have people that come to us that uh, don't necessarily just live on the East Colfax corridor. So we have people that will reach out to us from, we've got a gentleman right now from Rifle reaching out to us. From we, Rifle? You know, that's, that's homeless and he wants to get a job, but he needs to have a place to live so that he can get the job. And so, you know, each each individual and each family comes with their own unique needs. And so our goal is to meet them where they're at and see what resources and supports we can provide for them to help them to get to the next step. But it's also a place where someone can come and just know it's kind of like a home. So they can come and they can use our drop-in services on Tuesdays and Thursdays and hang out for a little while and, and eat a snack and know that there's a safe place for them that's not discriminating against them or viewing them anything other than a person. And that's our big thing. It's about human dignity and, and, and each individual that walks through our door is a person. You know, we live in the Denver metro area and we tend to hear about and focus on homelessness and that kind of thing in the metro area. But you mentioned that you got a call from a gentleman from Rifle. How many other communities around the state uh, have you gotten calls from that have some degree of the same homeless, homelessness, food insecurity challenges that uh, you all are successfully uh, interdicting here? I mean, everywhere. I mean, we have people that just got off, just drove in from Louisiana, and they're at our doorstep saying, I need help. So it's it's not only just Colorado. I mean, it's far beyond Colorado. We have people that are coming from other countries that have been, that are refugees that are needing help. So it's, it's really, you know, I mean, we're seeing people from everywhere. People that are, that are experiencing this don't choose to be in this situation at all. And they don't, sometimes they need more support to figure out that they can get out of that situation and move forward. So how can the uh, general community at large 
uh, support the COFAX network in the work that you are doing? I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Always taking donations, you know, food, clothing, um, hygiene is a huge thing for a lot of our clients. Just a toothbrush and toothpaste, soap and some shampoo. Be it just be aware, be a part of us. Come to our community nights. Come to our family nights. Be a part of this community where we welcome everyone. That that for us is 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 huge. Is just. People just need to have community. The uh, phone number and the website address where they can find more information about the Cofax Community Network? They can, and we're also on Facebook. So they can definitely check into Facebook, and we're always posting things in our Facebook of all the awesome things that are happening. Um, But if they want to call our main line, my company number is 720 448-1164. And you can see all of the services that we do, including Colfax Community Network at www.milehighbehavioralhealthcare.org. And just click on the um, indicator that says Colfax Community Network. Okay. Can you can you give our listeners probably a couple of pieces or at least one piece of advice that, you know, like we know the eviction thing is coming up, but if they see themselves getting in trouble, is there something that they can do early to either mitigate it some so that they don't need the, the total set of services that you provide there? What can they do to, to reposition themselves early be, before, you know, before they hit the wall? That would be exactly that. I would say don't wait until you hit the wall. Call us now because the sooner you call us and the sooner we know what needs you may have, the quicker we're going to be able to get some things in place to help to avoid that eviction, to avoid getting to that point where you are losing your place to live and you're in a destitute situation. So the sooner the better is going to be the key. Um, call us. We're here. Let us know what's going on. We'll see how we can best help and support. We thank Ms. Rochelle Nadeau of the Colfax Community Network for being our guest for this edition. Again, you can support their work by calling 303-999-6093. That's 303-999-6093. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay on your game, and mask up anyway. Keep your distance when going out and get vaccinated for full freedom. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.